Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to the Gypsy House Hangouts podcast. So, 2020 has been, I think you'll agree, a pretty crap year for pretty much everyone. But what you might not know is that there's been loads of fantastic Gypsy Jazz music releases here, absolutely loads. So, I called up a couple of mates over Zoom and we discussed our favourite Gypsy Jazz albums that have been released in the last 12 months. Uh, we have a nice drink, have a nice chat about them and we pick some of our favourite tracks and have a listen to them. Uh, so, before we start that, I've got three favours I want to ask you. Number one, if you're watching this on YouTube, please give the video a like. It's just a little click of the button, it's right there, just, just give it a click. Number two, if you're really feeling crazy, you can hit the subscribe button. That should be just next to the like button, just give it a little click, that'd be great. But most importantly, number three, please consider buying the music that you're going to hear on this episode of the podcast. It's been, obviously, a really difficult year for the musicians uh, they've produced so much brilliant music this year that you're going to enjoy, that I've been enjoying, we've all been enjoying. So why not, you know, Christmas spirit. There'll be links in the description. Please, you can find it on Bandcamp. You can download the MP3 of the album, or if you're really cool and old school, you can get the physical CD. I think you can get one or two of these on vinyl, actually, which is pretty cool. But either way, it's a great thing to be sport musicians. Regardless of COVID, it's just a good thing to do, isn't it? So please consider following the links in the description and get yourself the album. Okay, let's get on with it. So, yep, all the best for 2020. Good luck. I'll see you on the other side. And here we go. Episode 11 of the Gypsy Jazz Hangouts podcast. Cheers. So I'm joined here by two fine gentlemen, fine upstanding members of the Gypsy Jazz community to my left on the computer. It's Joe Morris. How are you, Joe? Hi. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Very good. Thanks for coming on. Joe, an old friend of mine from the days in York, we used to play in a, a really fantastic trio. It was really top jaw stuff. And you're doing a bit of playing with... Um... Uh, Nigel Wheeler in That's Norwich. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's, so, the, what's the group called? Reverie Quartet. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So he used to run the jam up in Pinner, but then he moved to Norwich. Around the same time, I moved back to Norwich from York. Yeah. And we met up and started playing together. Excellent, excellent. And to my south, the man himself, oh, really? Andy. How are you, man? Very well, thank you. Hello. Hello, nice to see you. Good, man. Uh, Andy is uh, good friends with Toby Medland, and the two of them are the masterminds behind the 2020 London Gypsy Jazz Festival. Gypsy Jazz Festival London, I should say. Obviously, the 2021 couldn't happen because COVID. But I'm hearing... Uh, well, there you go. I'm hearing there's a 2021 one on the grapevine. Is, is that a thing that's happening? That's in the planning stages. Yes. And, can, uh, can, you, yeah. can you tell me anything about it? Can you give me any gossip on that? No, not really. <laughs> not really. No, not at this point. I mean, um, only that we're going to get you to run a jam session. So Excellent. I guess I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you'd have to tell me at some point, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're doing it whether you want to or not. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, look, lads, thanks a lot for coming down and joining us. Uh, so yeah, 2020, there's been some cool albums. Andy, what have you been listening to, mate? Well, so, scene so. setting. In the summer, I was in Somerset with my girlfriend and her family, and she lives there. And, uh, and I was kind of like, I, I took the role of head chef on myself because it was something to do. And, like, and so I'd always want to put music on. Mm-hmm. And usually if I put Gypsy Jazz on, get, you know, she's got like teenage kids, it would raise eyebrows. And then <laughs> Adrian Monyard, you know, The Ledge, released an album so that was all very exciting and I looked at the track listing and I thought well this is you know this is going all over the place and it's got singing and stuff let's try that so I snuck it on while I'm cooking and it went down pretty well 
So the first track is Paul Simon's classic, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so this is Cyril Ami is doing the vocals on this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's, who's, she's class. She's the real she's deal. Like cool. That. Do you remember yeah. that time we... Um, we were trying out the guitars in one of the tents at, at Samwa and she was like hanging around and we wanted to ask her to sing with us, but we didn't have the courage. <laughs> me? me is yeah, this? yeah, we were, I, we were trying to sing I don't guitars. remember. She was, just like a, she was just like in one of the stalls, like a little bit further up, and we were like, oh, we should ask her to play um, Well, You Needn't, because she does that really oh, good version. Vaguely, I remember. I think yeah. I might have imbibed quite heavily that evening, and <laughs> it's, not, it's not clear in my memory, but... Yeah, this is a cool album. This is with um, Hot Club Records, Legendary Hot Club Records. And there's lots of different stuff, right? There's gypsy jazz tunes and obviously a few pop tunes as well, like this uh, Paul Simon tune. Um, yeah, and it's, it's brilliant. Well, I mean, look, it's Adrian Moignard is such an impressive improviser. You're always going to get some pretty good stuff, no matter what tune he's playing on. But I like this because it's got, obviously... Paul Simon and things like that, which is obviously very different to Gypsy Jazz. But he does a really lovely version of um, I Surrender, Dear. Um, there's a version of Rhythm Future with this guy singing it. It sounds kind of wacky, but it's really, really fun. San Severino. He's, he's, a, bit, he's a bit crazy. He's a bit of a legend in France. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he, he sounds it. Like that. He has kind of gypsy pop kind of songs that he okay. sings. I think he plays with uh, Stockler Rosenberg a bit. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he's been around. He's the guy. Yeah, he sung on the small stage at Samoa last year or two years ago in the village, I think. Yeah, man. Okay, well, let's have a listen to it then. So here we go. 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, Adrian Monyard. Check it out. The problem is all inside your head, she said to me. The answer is easy. If you take it logically I'd like to help you In your struggle to be free There must be Fifty ways To leave your lover She said it's really not my habit To intrude I hope My meaning won't be lost or misconstrued But I'll repeat myself At the risk of being crude There must be Fifty ways to leave your lover Fifty ways to leave your lover Slip out the back, check Make a new plan, stand Don't need to be called Roy Just listen to me Hop on the bus, Gus You don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key, me And get yourself free She said it grieves me so To see you in such pain I wish there was something I could do to make you smile again I said I appreciate that and won't you please explain about the 50 ways to leave your lover 50 ways to leave your lover She said why don't we both just sleep on it tonight and I I believe that in the morning you'll see the light 
then she kissed me and I realized she was right There must be 50 ways to leave your lover 50 ways to leave your lover 50 ways to leave your lover Slip out the back deck Make a new plan, stand Don't need to be coy, Roy Just listen to me Hop on the bus, Gus You don't need to discuss much Drop off the key, me, and get yourself free. Just slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plank and stand. You don't need to be coy, Roy. Just listen to me. Hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the key, me, and get yourself free. If I had a, a club, a gypsy jazz club or whatever, I'd just, there'd be a sign on the door to say no politics. Do you know what I mean? And I'd literally have bouncers kicking you out. 
But like, what about when Django recorded the, um, you know, the Marseillais? Like, there's always politics. Politics is oh, like no, right? I'm banning you. Get out. Get out of my. Get out of my podcast. <laughs> 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 All right. Never mind. Carry on. So that was lovely. Um, Adrian Monyard doing his thing. Cyril oh, Ami, wow. good as always. I saw Cyril Ami at um, Pizza Express once. It was really, really? It was, yeah. It was like a year or two ago with like. Um, like a, just a jazz quartet, like a pianist and a trumpet player. Oh, I thought you meant you just bumped into her. Oh, no, <laughs> no, that would have been great, eh? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. So look, that was one. Now I'm going to choose one now. And there was a podcast episode we did earlier on, a bit like this Zoom call with Michael Joseph Harris, the American guitar player. Now, the original plan was he was going to come to the UK and do a little bit of a tour. Um, we couldn't do it because of COVID, obviously. Um, but we were going to do a little gig at the post bar together. We're going to, no, we're going to do a podcast in the afternoon, like at my house, and then do a gig at the post bar afterwards. And I was really gutted to, to miss out on that. But hopefully in the future when he's next to the town. But he had just come out with this album called Tangent. And this is with his band um, Ultra Fox, Ultra Foe. I should have asked him yeah. how it's pronounced. But I, I want to know about that too. It's meant to be a pun, right? on ultra fox but it should be ultra foe i i don't know and i i literally talked to him for like two hours i could have just asked him but i never did anyway um i think this is a fantastic album it's about 12 tracks all originals of of michael's um and there's so many different i didn't really realize how many different genres you could kind of get in what is essentially gypsy jazz format there's those so the 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 title track tangent is kind of funky it's almost like sissy strut in the way it sounds and feels as well as je ne sais pas i think it's called which is this kind of haunting slow waltz with all this kind of whole tone stuff and it's heavy and it's cool and it's brilliant um and loads of great playing it's got um giacomo schmidt was in town when he was recording and he managed to yeah yeah and he managed to get in touch with him and get him for a few sessions um jason anik plays some violin as well um it's it's really cool. It's um I think it's a fantastic album, Mike. Yeah, I love this number that you've picked. It's brilliant. It's so good, isn't it? And a lot of the tunes of this album, they like they start off as one thing and then they kind of turn into something else kind of in the middle. They they go off in different directions. It you know, it's surprising and different, but it's always quite satisfying. It, it never feels interrupted. It just kind of works. And this tune has this slow kind of not too slow, but like kind of slow sort of almost marching bit with this nice melody and then it kind of kicks into this very kind of gypsy up tempo kind of thing with the the guitar and the violin kind of doubling up it's cool i mean i, I really love it you know yeah, <laughs> yeah so we're gonna have a listen to this here we go and if you want to know more about the band and michael joseph harris there is a podcast episode from the past episode but you won't learn how to pronounce it yeah <laughs> exactly episode four or five i can't remember which cool interview cool guy and he actually does some playing as well he does some playing just over zoom obviously it's zoom quality microphone but you can hear his playing and he's an incredible improviser amazing so here we go this track is called pseudo nemesis here we go <laughs> Thank you. 
round all the Sam Smith pubs. The yeah, cheapest yeah. pub crawl in the world. Well, well, the Sam Smith pubs up north are, are absolute dumps. They're just falling apart. They're horrible. Then I come to London, they're in these like... The 180 apartment. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And then I come to London, and they're in these beautiful Victorian uh, old buildings. They're really nice. Isn't the old Chester Cheese in the Sam Smith pub? What's on, that um, on the Strand. The old Chester Cheese, the one that goes down. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I've not been there. In the world. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Well, hey, that was Mint. What a cool tune, eh? Mm. Yeah, so what do we think pseudo-nemesis means? Does it mean like they're not actually your nemesis or does it mean they're a bit yeah. of a person that's your nemesis? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask him that next time. Do you know what else as well? I don't know if he was joking. There's two tracks in there. One's called Alcatraz and one's called Racer X, right? Now, Alcatraz was the name of Ingve Malmsteen's first band. And another big shredder, Paul Gilbert, his first band was called Racer X. So I just presumed it must be something to do with those two. And I asked him, he's just like, no, absolutely nothing. I was <laughs> that, like, really? In the sky with diamond story. It's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe, mate, it's your turn. What you got? Yeah. So I've got an album by the Gypsy Messengers called the Gypsy Messengers. Um, three violins, I think two tenor violins and a, and a normal violin. Yeah. Um, guitar and then some guests. So the track I've picked is Stomping at the Savoy and the guest is Rob Fish on clarinet. Rob Fish, who we know very well. Yeah, we used to play with him back in the York days quite back often. Back in the York um, days, yeah. The He's, days of York. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Rob Fish was one of the first people I met who was also into gypsy jazz. Didn't you um, meet him at a play or something? Yeah, so there was a play going on in York, um, important to be in earnest, but they they set it in like the 30s, kind of like a great Gatsby 20s thing or whatever. So they had the play and then they had a little duo in the corner who would play music occasionally. There was a few singing numbers and we just kind of accompany the drama or whatever. And yes. I was on the time Rob Fish was playing clarinet. And I remember the first day I met him, he was like, oh, Gypsy, oh, do you like Chang? Oh my God, do you like Chang as well? And we were there all day. We had two performances in the day. And every spare second that we had, it was just like, oh, do you know this tune? Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> every second. And then in between the two shows, we went and bust uh, outside the <laughs> theatre and then made a bit of money. And then oh, it, was, it was a really cool day. Right. Yeah, yeah, excellent. But yeah, it's cool, cool album. Um, yeah, that three violin thing. Yeah, was it? Uh, let me, it I've got three. It yeah, two tenor violins and a, and a violin. So I guess a tenor violin is like just sort of a, a bigger violin. I'm not sure. I, I mean, I don't know. Soprano, alto, tenor, bass, or the other way. So. And what is a regular violin? Is that like soprano? I guess alto? alto. Yeah, I suppose alto, yeah. Anyway, whatever, they, they sound mint. Has Savoy had a resurgence, or has it never really gone away, do you think? No, it's definitely had a resurgence. It's become yeah. a massively popular, popular tune. Yeah. We had it on our, on our Gypsy Jazz Festival of London charity album. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant yeah. version. <laughs> Who was yeah. on that version again? Uh, Filippo D'Alasta and Nigel Price. Yeah, man. Yeah. That, was a, that was a great album. Shout out to that album, the Festival 2020 album. <laughs> yeah, man. Loads Thanks. of good players on that. And it, was a, it was a lovely thing, you know, COVID, no one could do gigs anymore. You know, the world's going to hell. And then all the musos pull together and make this lovely album. It's cool, man. They, they all sent their tracks to Toby, didn't they? And he put it yeah. all together. And I think that's, that's actually its best um, quality because, you know, compilation albums are hit and miss, right? Mm. But because in this case, it all went via the same producer, it all kind of gels together as a, as a piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
works in its favor. It's nice. It's a brilliant album. Um, but that's for another time because now we're going to play Stomping at the Savoy, The Gypsy Mess. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, you have to go out and buy all these albums. You can't just be listening to them. Please, there's going to be links in the description. Get clicking, get buying. And, and look, some of these albums are... Uh, I mean, this album, for example, you can get it on Bandcamp for 10 euros now. Bandcamp is the best. Wait till Friday, until they do their first special Friday, when they give all that money to the artists. I, don't, I, I can't remember if it's the first or the last of the month or something like that. That's a very good point. Yes, indeed. Make sure, if you can make it happen, make sure the artists are going to be getting the most money for it. But this one's like 10 euros. That's like a couple of pints. Do you know what I mean? It's like a couple of pints. It's like buying your mates pints. It's good I always do it in pints too. <laughs> Excellent. So here we go. Yeah. Something of the Savoy, the Gypsy Messengers with Rob Fish. Here we go. Uh, Thank you. 
definitely. And Rob Fish, beautiful player, excellent. lovely inflections totally in his melodies yeah. and stuff. He's just wonderful. But um, I spent a lot of time with Lucy at Samoa, well, not last year, actually, the year before, obviously, because of COVID. But, yeah, yeah um, of course, yeah. She's a Lucy massive Jazz Clifford Brown. So, sorry? Lucy from the Jazz Messengers? From the Gypsy Messengers, yeah, Lucy Sullivan. <laughs> yeah, um, cool. But she, um, I'm guessing she chose the Spring Joy track, which is another highlight on that album. And yeah, seems very appropriate during current, current COVID times, looking forward to the spring. She's a wonderful violinist. They're all three of them are wonderful violinists. Mm, Brilliant yeah. album. Really nice to hear that sort of lineup as well. Well, it's true. And you know what else I really like about it is the fact that so Gypsy Jazz, one of its great strengths is that it's a pretty fixed and simple kind of um setup where it's like chords and improvising on top of it, pretty much. And we love that. But what happens is you tend to get albums where it's just that for every tune. I like mm. it when they go to a bit of effort to like make some cool arrangements and stuff. Definitely. There's some lovely counter melodies and harmonies in some of those tunes as well. He's done, Artur has done a brilliant job of arranging some of those tunes. They're just, the whole album's brilliant. Buy it. Absolutely. Yeah, buy it. Yeah, I forgot to, I keep forgetting to say, buy, <laughs> buy the album, man. Um, excellent. So, whose turn is it? My turn? No. Andy? Oh, yeah, I'll go, yeah. All right, Andy, your turn. Let's have it. What you got? Um, it's by the Aurora Walke Quartet, no, Trio, with Angelo Debar. Oh, and it's, yeah. um, it's Am I Blue, which is an old standard. And uh, I just... I think it's a really soulful vocal, but really understated. And like, it's, it's not an original opinion to say that in gypsy jazz, I don't know, vocals can go, you know, one way or another. And like, it seems like a lot of the old school gypsy players prefer a really straight singer, mm. you know, really straight. And definitely Django did. He, he sort of, he was on record, I think, saying, doesn't like any of the stuff, you know, the business, the singing, just sing, sing the melody and then we'll be happy. And this person, Aurora Valky, she she just sings it so straight, so beautifully, and it just it instantly instantly hit me. It's like that's that's how you're supposed to sing a standard like this. Just yeah, beautiful. And then um yeah, because I, I was I was looking into the tune, and loads and loads and loads of people have covered it. But like, it was apparently in four films the year it was written, <laughs> apparently. And also Cher did a cover, which is awful. Just awful. Cher did a cover. Cher did a cover in in like '75 or whatever. Can we and, put that on now instead? I really want to yeah. hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just awful. <laughs> I'm not particularly I'm not I'm definitely not snobbish about music and I'm not particularly against Cher and in fact I like her um, uh, uh, auto-tune stuff I think that I think that was really cool hey but, this is terrible it's not good do you but, believe in love after love that was literally yeah, yeah. one of the first CDs I think I ever had I think I think I asked my mum for it it's like oh, like a <laughs> you know you used to get like a CD single so it's like three tracks yeah, yeah. on a CD okay, when I said I wasn't a music snob <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a belter. I love that track. Yeah, it's great. And I really like that vocoder thing. There's a, yeah. Well, it's not vocoder, is it? It's auto-tune. But, Whatever know. it is, yeah. Robot share. That's my I favorite think it's really, share. It's, it's distant and cold and sort of, yeah, it makes all sorts of interesting characters. <laughs> but anyway, never mind that. Um, you got me sidetracked <laughs> thinking about share, right? Um, yeah, this is, this is a cool album. And, you know, you've got great, uh, Thomas Dutronc is on it, I think. Is that how you said? Dutronc? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm an idiot. Um, Angela Debar, of course, absolute top of the tree, the main man. Um, yeah, it's really good. And like, um, it's, it's fun because these guys are very much like the Paris guys. They're right in the scene. Yeah, like, same rhythm players on the 
Adrian Monyard album. Right, yeah. And it's, um, it's kind of fun looking at the Paris scene from the outside and seeing the different combination of who's playing on whose record and Angelo's yeah. on this one. Da, da, da. Um, so there's a lot of cool stuff to discover and check out with this record, I think. Yeah, yeah. Rhythm player Mathieu, Mathieu Chatelain. Who's oh, basically- yeah. He's the Jeremy Coulon of Paris. Oh. <laughs> Jeremy Coulon of Paris. Yeah, all those... Um, I mean, if you go into YouTube and type in almost any tune, or almost any gypsy jazz player with a tune, you'll find a video of them playing at or Petit Joie, or Petit Jeu, with your man on rhythm and Daniel John Martin on violin. Like, he's just always there, you know? Excellent. Right, well, let's have a listen to this. Here we go. Am I blue? Check it out. And buy it. Don't forget to buy it.
broken just a little button oh really the, you know the actual button has broken they're, they're the originals from the 50s or whatever and, and right just, and i've i've spoken with i've messaged killing honest who i don't know and i said oh i hope you don't mind me asking on diplock's advice actually and mm. he said yeah just send it to me and so he wants me to unscrew the plate and i'm, I'm too nervous to do it oh god <laughs> yeah i would just send him the guitar get him yeah to do well it. i said i don't know how to get the instrument to you because i don't drive and you know covid blah, blah blah and he said you don't need to just send me the thing and i'm like mm. he said put the screwdriver in and tighten it first and then it should come out oh like, god no like Mate, i get nervous just trying to restring a guitar because i think the string's going to snap in my face do yeah. you know what i mean i <laughs> i just I can unscrewing sound as i as i make a turn too much or whatever oh, no, unscrewing no. old screws is horrible anyway yeah. like any time i've tried to do that i've stripped them it's like trying to get me out of bed on a morning like it's <laughs> it's, it's seriously reluctant you know yeah but i really um, want I, I want it back is it not could you not just glue glue it back on because i've done that once i mean obviously it maybe wasn't a nice as nice a guitar as yours but i'm not worried about that i just i can't see how glue is going to hold it's the peg slapped down the middle Mm. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. But then it'll be stuck to the peg, won't it? And so, and so what's Killy going to do? Just build a new one? I think he's got some. You, he said, don't bother buying any, because I found some online after quite a lot of searching. 
and but they've got a hole in already and he says if they've got a hole in already don't bother because it's just never going to fit right he's going to be interesting drill. is it the round yellow ones yeah, yeah yeah exactly okay interesting and there was one person in france that kind of sells replicas that look pretty convincing mm. well speaking of harry diplock who gave you that advice my next choice is going to be uh an album that i think everyone's been talking about loads the london django collective so these are the guys top players in london got together and wanted to do an album and funny enough we had harry on the podcast like in the summer we didn't film it which i'm a, uh, i should have done but i didn't whatever but you can get it on spotify whatever i uh, listened it was great I, I was really enjoyable. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed you guys refusing to play a concert for the desperate and hungry audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? There was some, some lass, some like people came out and was like, "Hey, oh, guitars! Oh, are you gonna play as a tune? Oh, play as one we know." Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, even in COVID with social distancing, I'm still getting those requests. Like, I don't <laughs> know how that's happening. But anyway, so um, I was talking to Harry about it and he was saying, you know, we want to get together and do some recording. And, you know, we thought about doing some standards and stuff, but they, they thought, well, you know, you've got the, the Selma guys in Paris and they're pretty good and there's good players out there and everybody's heard a lot of people playing nice guitar over standards. So they thought we should write some stuff. And so what they did is they, they each took a turn to write two tunes and then they released them bit by bit. Um, so I think Harry's was like volume one. Yeah, it was volume very... one was Harry Diplock. Volume two was Robin Katz. Volume three was Matt Holborn, the violin player. Four was Kurosh Kanani. And five was Jeremy Coulon. And also they did like a bonus track, uh, which had um, Giacomo Schmidt on clarinet. And then the bass playing duties were shared between Pete Thomas and Simon Reed. Now I think this is just mint because number one, the improvising is just top class it's world class it's right up there with all the paris boys in in my opinion um and i know that they were like looking over at the, you know those selma guys and oh that's pretty good and i kind of wonder if the guys in paris are looking over going oh is the london Django collective oh who are these kids you know, i wonder if they i mean they must be aware i mean we should guys... i mean we you know at the gypsy jazz festival of london we were definitely thinking of Getting them both on the same bill. Yeah. I mean, it would be complete overload, but it'd be hilarious. Oh, God, it'd be fun. What a night. You'd have to get in amongst that, do you know what I mean? I mean, be good. the audience would be sort of 100% guitar players, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that would be fun. Just to have them all in the same room. I mean, the, the gig would be fun, but I'd just be more interested to like the bar, like seeing them all hanging out in the same room. It'd be yeah, fun. Like the tonk. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, so obviously the improvising is really amazing. They're all top players. But I think the compositions are really fun. That's a really interesting stuff. Um, obviously, we're going to listen to one of Harry's Samuro, which is a really fast, up-tempo, just ripping tune. I, I asked him about this tune, like, shortly after it came out. I think we were at Kansas Smitty's or whatever. And I, and I said, you know, that song is ridiculously catchy. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and he looked at me and goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, it's mint. It's really cool. And then uh, Sanguin, I think is how it's pronounced. Yeah, he yeah. also has a lovely ballad. They're all good stuff. I mean, I particularly like um, Matt Holborn's one, Carp Lanch, which is a really interesting tune. And it kind of changes around. It's kind of, it's not fast. It's kind of about there. And it's like the one where they keep like the really steady beat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's got these kind of funny, kind of wandering melodies, and then it keeps yeah. coming back to this kind of. I really like especially if you see them live. So you've got all of them. You've got this sort of super group of guitar players, right? And they're all just going, and it's like, <laughs> it's kind of you know, like a lot of criticism of gypsy jazz is like the rhythm playing, ching 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 ching. It's like, yeah, that's what it is, and we're not going to stop. And it's like this relentless <laughs> thing. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. um, yeah so it's cool stuff. There's a really nice one. Um, Marrakesh by uh, Kurosh, and that's a re- it's like in seven eight at times, and it's it's it's, it's really interesting. It's really fresh. It's new. It's original, um, but again, it still feels like gypsy jazz. Like if you heard it, you're aware that it's come from that world, you know. Yeah, but it's doing something else. So I think it's it's bloody well good. So we're going to listen to some. Here we go. If we can get it up here, here we are. So this is Samaro. Volume one of the London Django Collective, written by Harry Diplock. Buy it. Don't mess around. Bandcamp. The spirit of the of the Samuro Jam, which I think it really, really does. Absolutely. Like that, the tempo and just the feel of it. You can imagine it lasting for ten minutes, you know, twenty minutes, just over and over. It's brilliant stuff, guys. Enjoy.
Whoa, what was that? Hang on. What was that? <laughs> it's a melodica. Oh, no way. I almost dropped it. It's, um, I won't play it. I can't play it. No, go on, play it. I mean, Hang on. All right, carry on. Give us mine a swing. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, there it is. I am. Um, I'm making a piece of music at the moment, and it's kind of the whole last three minutes of it is just the groove because I think it's brilliant. I just love it, and I just get lost in it. And I'm thinking, other people might not be so keen. You know, they won't. Mind <laughs> I thought, well, what can go there? I'd like a sax solo, which is not something I've ever really thought before. Sax solo. Fuck off. Anyway. Jeez, we've got to get rid of that sax solo. <laughs> so I found this, but it's not really yeah. working. Um, you know, I don't know why London Django Collective hasn't found room for a melodica yet. I mean, what the hell? You're right yeah. on the doorstep, man. I want to say James Brown, the pianist, but it might not be him. But there's one guy that does play a mean bebop melodica. I mean, he's shit hot. And it's brilliant. It works really well. Especially I mean, in Oh, it sounds mint. Because, I mean, it's a sound not miles away from like an accordion reedy sound. Yeah, and um, a halfway between, isn't it? But isn't there like, there's an Angela Day bar, um, Live oh, Ludovic Beer, Bayer. I, I don't know. He's a he's um he's a guy that usually plays but an accordion. But you, you know the one, the live one where they're sat around that kind of caravan, that kind of fake fire thing in the middle, and it starts off. Andrew's playing that um solo version of that old gypsy tune, The View to Zion or whatever. Yeah, I think yeah, Thomas yeah. Dutronc turns up at some point singing a bit. Um, but there's that guy, that accordion player. Oh, yeah, he's called, he's called Ludovic Bayer. Or that, okay, that's or the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's everywhere. Like he plays with them all, right? But they recorded point, an album with him on melodica as well, I think. Right. On some tracks. He plays a lot of melodica, and he played melodica on. Um, I think they play Misty, and he plays it, and it sounds so good. Um, now I don't know if, because I mean, you can get melodicas on like Amazon for like twenty quid, right? I don't know if you can get like a fucking four grand melodica or something that just sounds really good. I don't know. I mean, how you good can a melodica get? Maybe. No, I think they sort of they do top out quite soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of their beauty, isn't it? Like, right. Yeah. They're portable. They're really easy. You know, you make like a bit like with a piano. You put your finger on a button and you've made music. Yeah, totally, totally. You don't have to do fucking restroke picking or double downs <laughs> and all that business. Um, right then. But so hang on, just to stay with LDC for one moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you were saying about the new festival and what can we say? So the, oh, yeah. the last festival, they were going to open at the Vortex because they embody everything we want to accomplish with the, with the, what do you call it, the festival. So we're hoping to get that happening again. So that's, that's one thing we'll say. We want them to open the festival because they are so much the London, the prime London scene. So you, you think you're going to get those guys for 2021? With a bit of luck. Nothing's confirmed. I probably shouldn't say this. In fact, you should probably edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't asked the Vortex and I haven't asked them. So, <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, the Gypsy Jazz Festival London, almost by definition, should have the London Django Collective, right? Yeah. I just to me, they embody good. why I want to do the festival. Because... because for my money, they can hang in any jam session. Do you know what I mean? But mm. the fact that mainstream jazz has some sort of issue with this, or gypsy jazz players have some sort of issue with mainstream jazz, really annoys me. Like, I would love to see Kuro sitting down at Ronnie's jam at sort of half 11 or whatever it is. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And, it, you know, I think this is what the, the newer generation, shall we say, that there is much influenced by 
Borelli and I guess by Mornyards. I mean, obviously he's later than Borelli, obviously, but yeah, as much influence by them as they are Django and and, and by this monk and all the rest of them. You know. Yeah, right, exactly. And you know, I think it's it is fun to think that the, the top gypsy jazz players they could play in any jam. Of course they could. Yeah. And yeah, and then there's this other element where the sort of the modern rhythm to this music has, you know, when it when it wants to get away from the bouncy swing with the upstroke, it's got this new sleek kind of compressed feeling, you know, non-stop kind of thing, which I love. It's almost like dance music. What do, what do you think about that, Joe? Because I mean, you're a, a rhythm player, really, in the scene. That's kind of your thing. Like, are you a big in fan the of the scene? The I wouldn't scene. say I'm in the scene. <laughs> Petty Barbo, not Samurai. <laughs> um, yeah, I no, I get it. Um, I suppose I am more of a traditionalist than most people. Boo, traditional, but um, yeah, I I don't know. I think like we mentioned him earlier, Matthew Chatelain amazing rhythm player mm. like and i think i i get what you're saying but it's different rhythms for different tracks isn't it i think i think that's the key thing and that's the key thing you get from django as well is like they they use very different rhythm styles for a lot of those different tracks and i don't mean like you know bosser and no, no, straight no, no. or whatever but like actual different feels to the rhythm mm. and that's that's it isn't it so, i mean you can't really have yeah it's horses for courses isn't it yeah exactly yeah. Totally, totally. So that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But I do, Noted. yeah. That's, I mean, that, and that's so much the case, isn't it? Like, you've got the swingy ones and the bouncy ones, and then you've got the really clipped ones with no kind of mm. filling around and all. And then you've got the really draggy ones with the long one and three, you know, uh, uh, which is kind of, you know, can, you have to be really good to pull it off and not be. But then you've got now, I think, the separate new thing, which is just the clipped, you know, like, Almost no distinction in dynamics between all the beats and just ginger. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's. I don't think that's that. I, I don't know if it's that new. Like it's yeah, no, probably not. Yeah. But well, the the very clipped feeling to it is quite new, I guess. But like that, the sort of lack of distinction between the one and the two is quite um, similar to like Dorado Schmidt or someone like the sort of German Alsace mm. rhythm, isn't it? I mean, that's. No, I think that's, that's what I would say. You know, which I, which I, I love, but it only works on certain. I don't think it works on everything. I guess is what I would say. You see, sometimes gypsy jazz rhythm players have gotten it sort of fine tuned to the point where sometimes I've shown someone a track, and it's maybe double bass, um, gypsy jazz rhythm player, like a sax player, and then a, a lead guitar player, and they've genuinely thought it was a drummer. They really? just thought they just thought it was brushes. Right? Yeah. Um, they've really cut back on how long you expose the harmony, the chord or whatever. Um, and it does sound cool, you know, but then part of it is like, well, you know, it's nice to be able to illustrate the, uh, yeah, horses for courses, and it depends what tune, depends what kind of atmosphere you're trying to conjure up, I guess. I think it can sound very cool if you have another guitarist accompanying as well and adding just like little flavors and touches over the top of it. Mm, Cause then you, yeah. that's, I mean, that's sort of like having a drummer and a pianist, I guess. Yeah, true. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, that sort of leads us into the next tune oh, or the next it, album. It, have we just I think a fantastic it does a segue? Bit. Oh, yes. <laughs> we should be on the radio, guys. Come on, Joe. Lay it on me. What you got? So the next album's uh, Fappy Laftan's 2020 album. Uh, the new... The new his quartet. New, yeah, new quartet. Um, and, and the album's called... Atlantico? Atlantico, yeah, yeah. Great cover, I felt. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I did cover. like it, actually. It kind of works. It's like a sort of... 
well, I presume it's like almost like a hotel that's kind of old and yeah, yeah. falling apart a little bit. Yeah, it suits the album, man. It needs to be more kind of mid-90s Americana indie sensibility. <laughs> <laughs> but so br- what, brilliant album and quite... Um, uh, I, so, yeah, I mean, as I say, I'm, I guess I am more of a traditionalist, although I love some of the sort of more interesting stuff as well. But Fappy Laftan, for me, marries that perfectly he's traditional but he's you know he's doing sort of interesting stuff as well and this album's really influenced by brazilian music um wonderful album the track i chose is Cinzano, which i think is a vermouth um i, I like to hear that's a drink it is a drink yeah Boom. i still used to buy bottles of it because we could afford it when we we're like at school and stuff like no <laughs> is that the sort of drink it is? The it's like shows. a sort of uh it's not a high-end drink. It's more like a sort of special brew or it's like, an, 2020. It's like an imitation cocktail, one of those kind of things. Yeah, oh. it's like you'd use it in things, but on its own, it's not very useful. Oh, pretty harsh. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a brilliant track, and I love hearing sort of written tracks on Gypsy Jazz albums with less improvisation. It just makes yeah. for like a slightly different sort of feel. But yeah, brilliant track, brilliant album. Buy it. Well, I got in touch with all the artists uh, that have been featured thus far, um, and we got permission from all of them, although I'm, I'm actually still waiting for permission for one. I won't say who. Um, but they all said they'd love to be on the thing, and I've bought them all as well, so we've got every bass covered. Um, uh, yeah, I think this album's mint. So, Fappy Lafferton, legend, we all know him, we all love him, and he's actually more known for being a traditionalist and very much a Django player more of a Django player than gypsy jazz player I would say like it's not like I think he gets quite cross doesn't he about some of the new guard he's one of them I I don't yeah I mean I I don't like the sort of I, I guess he the way he's rather than sort of traditional he's melodic and I don't like the use of the word traditional to sort of like push aside like sort of lovely melodic playing with like of lots of space and, in it and, 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 and I, I'd, I'd like to say that traditional is not a dirty word no, I mean, no traditional true. is and like i say for me he's very much a django player yeah. more yeah, so yeah. than a gypsy jazz player because gypsy jazz has been around for a long time it's had a lot of different influence and again like you know he sounds more like django than say say stoholo or, or even Angelo. Yeah, you know? that's he, true. he's very much yeah. a django and it's a beautiful beautiful guitar player and and a, a, a virtuoso and the whole works. Fappy is amazing. I mean, but he's, he's here now and he's teamed up with his new quartet. And these are some more kind of conservatoire kind of players we've got. And I've written them down because I can't remember how to pronounce the name. Uh, <laughs> Cedric Raymond on the double bass. Reno Darden. I can't read my own handwriting. It's terrible, isn't it? On guitar. And Alexandre Tripodi. Um, all very nice chaps. I was talking on Facebook this week. And so they're kind of, they have a um, more influence from outside Gypsy Jazz as well as Gypsy Jazz. And they've all written tunes. Most of yeah. these tunes, I think there's like four Fappy Lafton tunes. And I think each of the guys write their own. And they're all brilliant. And they all have a wonderful atmosphere to their own. You know, this isn't a track where, by the t- this isn't an album where you get to sort of track eight. <clears throat> And it feels like you've already heard this track somewhere else on the album. Everyone has a wonderful atmosphere and sound. I, I've, I've been listening to this album 
like every day for a while now. And I just think it's absolutely fantastic. It also includes and a brilliant cover of It's Alright With Me, the Pot tune, and a brilliant version of La Belle V, which is just yeah. beautiful. I love and... it. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. That was it. I love I loved La Belle V. Yeah, beautiful so tune. But it also includes, for uh, mine and Neil's mutual friend, a cover of Japanese Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> Play Japanese Sandman! Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the, sorry, what's the story here? What's the anecdote? You've said oh. it like... We, we have a really good friend in, in York who loves the tune Japanese Sandman and would always call it. So. But, like, it would be like... Um, he would come into the gig kind of late. And sometimes there's a place called Satana, which is, like, downstairs, underground, jazz seller right. vibe cool place and he would just be at the back of the room <laughs> just like kind of drunk and we were playing and he would just shout japanese sandman he'd just be shouting it japanese sandman and everyone's like what the fuck is quite a random sort of couple of words to be shouting i know yeah. well i mean like even most jazz musicians don't know what that means you know <laughs> I've, I've seen it i've definitely heard it i can't i couldn't sing it to you yeah well is it good too Alright. I mean it's like an old twenties <laughs> tune, right? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those. Um and he always requested the the verse. You know how these standards, like the standards the the tune that we all know is essentially like the chorus, but there's like a verse, it's really long, almost like liberetto kind of verse. He always like, Oh, do you not know the verse? Like, don't come to my gig and ask for the verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No verses, yeah. no politics, get out. Yeah. Um All right, well let's hear it. This is a lovely, lovely uh waltz. Sinzano, here we go. Buy it. Well, here we go. That was pretty much all we've got time for. Um, but hey, wasn't that fun? And look, 2020, it's not been that bad. Listen to all that good music. That was good, wasn't it? And buy it. Oh, God, please buy it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't stress that enough. Buy it. 
you know, the musicians have had a pretty bloody tough year, so um, they really appreciate it. And look, you're listening to it. Of course you listen to it. It's mint. You've been listening to it all year. Just, just chuck them a bit of money. Why not? It's like, how much does coffee cost nowadays? I don't drink coffee. How much does it cost if you go to Costa Coffee and buy some crappy... Oh, well, coffee. it's good, mate. Yeah, about the price of a uh, Bandcamp album. <clears throat> there you go. One less coffee is probably better for your health, and you get a lovely album to restore your spiritual whatever your mojo joie de vivre as they say in yorkshire right lads <laughs> thanks so much for for joining me i really appreciate your time um best of luck for the rest of the year and we'll see you again soon thanks man lads, yeah thank take you take it easy good job thanks boys take care Ta-ra.